Hey there, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm your host, Chris White, and this is the podcast where we have a conversation where we look between the lines of the message from Sunday. This Sunday was our first week in our brand new series called Daniel, and the message was brought to us by Pastor Aaron, who's here with me today. So, Pastor Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful today. Actually enjoying the kind of the fall weather that's outside today. Nice. Um, this is kind of my season. <laughs> okay, I don't know, I don't okay. know where you're at, right. but you know, like fall, like I, I kind of like this kind of weather. Are you mm-hmm. what, what season are you? I'm I'm a summer because I'm from the south, yeah. so like it's the only warm weather we get up here. You yeah, know? you know, but if, if it's gonna be warm, I gotta be by a beach somewhere. You yes, know? and so like you know, a little little you know jeans and a long sleeve shirt isn't mm-hmm. bad weather out there. You know? I do. I would in Ohio. I definitely prefer the fall season because up here the leaves change colors, which yeah. is really cool. Some things you can do with your family and stuff like that. So I enjoy that, but. Definitely rather have warm weather. I think I've already turned the heater on in my office once this Yeah, week, that's not so. allowed yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's un- unacceptable. Just unacceptable. Too much. Yes. Too much. Yep. Now, before we get into our topic today and we dive into some inf- information about this message series, I wanted to ask you a couple questions that I thought our audience might like to know the answer to. Uh, just kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family and how long have you been married? Been married. Um, let me sure get, get this right. Right. <laughs> right. So it's, it was ten years on May first, okay, two thousand and ten. I made it real easy for me to remember. Um, so hopefully, I never forget that. You there know? you go. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. And then uh, your kiddos. How old are your so, two? So um, I've got Landon, who is six, and Jackson, who is four. And uh-huh. to be honest with you, just I mean, I love being a dad. I mean, uh-huh. like, there's nothing quite like being a dad. And uh, it's amazing though how like your kids. I'm sure like you see this, like just their unique personalities. Yeah. And uh, these kids are like mini. Me's, unfortunately, yeah, we um, they, can see that. We can I, see. I, it's, it's very obvious, you know. Uh, but they both have some very unique uh, personalities. I'm enjoying the season of life they're in. Landon's playing soccer. Okay. And uh, so I played soccer in college. And uh, like so, the, so are you the sideline dad? I am completely the sideline dad. And um, this gets me in some big trouble. Actually, it was um, so Landon. This is his third year playing, and last year I, I was kind of yelling at him, telling him to do some things. Not yelling. Let's, let's, let's clarify that. You know, just kind of encouraging creative stuff. coaching right? very creative <laughs> coaching and in the middle of the game he stopped and he looked at me and he just said dad you are not my coach you know and just like that kind of put me back in place um but we're enjoying soccer this year he's improving awesome. and we're getting better and uh, love kind of seeing him grow not up. trying to coach the team yet right i, I, I don't think I, i'm too competitive to coach at this age you know okay, so maybe maybe you. down the road i'll there'll be something that we can do so awesome yep. awesome yeah i I'm, I'm not that great i'm not really the sideline coach dad i'm more of the like let him go but I am the guy who keeps score at the games even though they don't really keep the score yeah. you know yeah Landon um he's got my competitive nature to him already <laughs> like it's obvious at six like he is keeping score when they don't keep score mm-hmm. and I think he keeps it wrong sometimes oh. to make sure he wins <laughs> like but in his favor it, it, it's always in his favor um that but, sounds like a trait of yours I mean I, I that's think what I'm I've saying like that. I think he comes about it honestly you know but it's a little early you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. that's what I told Abby I was like you know I don't mind him being competitive it's a little early at six yeah you know? so I get you yep. I get you all right, so uh, when you're hanging out with your kiddos, what is their go-to TV show or movie to watch? I know when my kids were younger, they definitely had one we watched all the time. Becca's was Good Luck Charlie, which wasn't that bad. Decent show. Jake's was Fireman Sam, and I think we watched every episode at least 25 times. Yeah. So Yeah. Wow. Um, so I've seen it change a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and like in like the age gap between them, because they're both boys, so they kind of all like like the same stuff. So like Landon was definitely like, we were big into Paw Patrol for a long time, mm-hmm. and then Jackson mm-hmm. kind of got on it. Right now, it's Bluey. 
um, and it's okay. like these dogs, and they, I mean, okay. there's some like good lessons they teach them inside of it or whatever. And then um, kind of, you know, I prefer watching movies with them more, though, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so right now, actually, it's last week we were watching Spies in Disguise again. Okay, have you seen that one? I don't know. It's got Will uh, yes, Smith in it. I have seen and, that one. And so we were watching that one. Um, loved when they got to the place where they like movies, you know, so you can mm-hmm. kind of like go back and nostalgia and yeah. like kind of that stuff. And so um, Toy Story was, you know, when oh, that new one came out, you know, and so kind good. of rewatching all the old ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, it makes it fun when they kind of start, you know, the movies are a little yeah, bit better. You for know? sure. For, yeah. I, and I remember we watched Spies in Disguise. We actually watched that on like an outdoor sheet this summer. Oh, we wow. Were, yeah, we did like a little wow. outdoor movie. Man, Creative going big dad. dad yeah, huh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like, I, you know, putting me in the behind. I'm hey, not going to win dad hey. of the year if you've got like outdoor movies going on. And we know? had the whole neighborhood. Like they just like from their yards, they wow. were kind of like watching, you know, social distancing, but like in their backyards watching. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Hey, I'm going to step were, up my game then apparently. Yeah, huh? you got to so. get, gotta get to that like level. Did they like it? They did. They enjoyed mm-hmm. it. That was a funny movie, too. Like, yeah. Will Smith's hilarious, anyway. Yep. So. It was a good movie. Um, all right. One more question, and then we're going to dive into more of the serious stuff. Um, we have to get serious. We huh? have to get serious at some <laughs> point. So, um, but if you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which would you choose? Whoa. Yeah. That's two. That's two tough ones to choose between. Yeah, and they're very you know? specific. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like <laughs> I'm invisible. You know, like, so, hmm. I don't get any other superpowers with it. No, right? it's just, just one, one or, one the, or other, the other, right? Yeah, and watch how you answer this because psychologically, I'm evaluating. You're, you're evaluating, like... <laughs> huh? so there, there's a correct answer and a wrong answer. Okay, wow. Um, so here, here's going to be my thing on this. I'm going to say flying. Okay. And here, okay. here's the reason why. I, I like to kind of maybe like see the world, mm-hmm. and so if I can fly, I figure I can go anywhere I want at any time, mm-hmm. and it, it's a little bit more adventurous than kind of being like invisible. I mean, like invisible, yeah. it's only going to come in handy every once in a while. You it's know, kind of creepy to be well, honest with you. Like, like that. I've always thought that. I was yeah, like, like, like why would you, would you pick like, that? Super I'm going to be invisible, like spy on people, yeah, I don't, or like you know, like 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 ah, like, yeah, I, I'm just yeah. not that into that. You know, yeah. so like um, I I think to fly so I could go to some places mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe try to get to some cool destinations. Here, let me turn the tables. Like I mean, if you okay. could fly and go to any destination, Ooh. where where are you going? I mean, where's like where's oh, the for bucket sure? List? I'm going to like, Venice, Italy. That's where I've Italy. always wanted to go. Yep, I've always okay. wanted to go to Venice. So you, that would be that would be where I go. So you know, I'm kind of evaluating you now. I mean, like that's just definitely not the spiritual you know answer. I mean, like you're supposed you know, to say Jerusalem. Exactly, right? That's exactly where I'm going, man. Like that's like on my bucket list, and if okay, I can fly, right, like I'm dropping right. in. I mean, like walk where I mean, Jesus I'm, if I'm in Italy, stuff. it's just I mean, a hop and a skip. It, yeah, over but there, yeah. But. So we'll we'll have, we'll have to talk about. I mean, that the, you know, later. the church I mean, is in Italy, Rome, all that. I, yeah, you don't know, don't, don't try to don't try to change the subject now. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on flying because like flying's expensive, and so traveling's expensive. You save money doing that, so there's the cost effect. I I got you. Yeah, it's very practical. It's more practical. It's you know invisible. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not the invisible guy. I think Micah, when we asked him this question, I think he said invisible. I think really? that's, I think that's what he said. Yeah, I will have to go well, back and check the tapes, yeah. but I think that's what it was. We'll have to get him into some counseling. Or something. <laughs> we'll have to see what we could do. Hey, um, so let's get into it. This past Sunday, we launched this brand new series on Daniel. Um, now, tell me, what kind of led you to decide this series, and maybe even give us some of the thought process of what it looks like, how we land on series mm-hmm. ideas here yeah. at the church and things like that. So, I think when it came to Daniel for me is, you know, as we, as I kind of sat down and start looking at where we're going to head with some series and kind of where we're heading in the future, a lot of that is, you know, what what's God laying on our heart? Where do I feel like the times are for our church? What do I feel like he's speaking to us? 
Um, where do we need some more instruction in some areas of our life mm-hmm. and practical living and daily living? And uh, for me, Daniel really just kind of came to the surface when I started thinking about the season and the time that we're currently living mm-hmm. in. Um, I mean, so many things um, are going on in our world right now uh, with the coronavirus and different things like that, but not just the coronavirus. Like we've mm-hmm. seen so many other things since then that has been happening in our culture and inside of our world. And, and this has been, you know, this isn't just now, like mm-hmm. uh, our culture is continuing to shift. And, and so as I kind of looked at it through the, through the scripture, I said, you know, what speaks to that? And I don't think there's any book in the Bible that speaks maybe more clearly to mm-hmm. the, the cultural setting that we're currently in and kind of how do we navigate that a little bit mm-hmm. and not just navigate through life, but how do we navigate that as believers and kind of followers of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And I think for me and it's for the church and for people of faith, is I think Daniel really helps to paint this clear picture mm-hmm. of how do we stand firm in our faith and how do we you know how do we live out this relationship we have with Jesus Christ? But for me, the other part that's really key is how do we love well mm-hmm. in this season? You mm-hmm. know, and so so Daniel just kind of came to the surface and was like, you know, let's let's dive into this book and let's mm-hmm. see what we see inside of Scripture because anything we're dealing with in life, I think Scripture speaks to. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like there were some clear patterns that we can see and and. Uh, and as we were kind of walking to Daniel, I mean, sometimes like, you know, we'll, we'll throw out series and then mm-hmm. you guys, uh, we'll, we'll kick it to a creative team and a media team mm-hmm. and go, hey, put some other stuff together. And, and I love the line that you guys tagged with it because I kind of come in and go, I'm going to talk on Daniel, <laughs> you know. And then you guys kind of put this uh, faithful living in fragile times. Mm-hmm. And I think it really sums up um, what we need to be as followers of Jesus Christ. It seems like times are fragile, mm-hmm. but how do we remain faithful inside of it? So true. And like, you know, we, we talk about Daniel and D- Daniel can be seen as like a prophetic book a mm-hmm. lot of times. And I think a lot, there's a lot of those questions coming up in people's minds right now. Just like, you know, are we in the end times? What is this? Or what do these things mean? And I think just looking at the life of Daniel, what he talks about, what he lives out and mm-hmm. how he kind of processes through his situation. Um, I think sometimes people miss the practicality of the book of Daniel yeah. because we're trying to dive so much into do you know what I mean? Yeah. The prophetic piece that's in there. And there's there's both. I think you got to... And, and there is both. And, you know, what I found even just more interesting as I, you know, kind of do- dove into it a little bit more is that I while the last six chapters are all prophetic, mm-hmm. um, the first six are the history section that was, we talked about a little bit Sunday, but... I think what we see in the history, I think we're seeing lived out a little bit prophetically mm-hmm. now. And so I think, you know, while... God's so amazing and how he, you know, authors these things and stuff like that is that Mm -hmm. I think some of the history that we saw in Daniel, I think we're starting to see some of it take place in our day Mm -hmm. and time. And so it makes that history even prophetic and Mm -hmm. we can actually look at practical application inside of that. It starts to become real. We could see it and really connect with it. Awesome. Um, In the message this past Sunday, you said something early on that really stuck out to me. You said not to let culture label you, but allow God to name you. Now, this in and of itself is just a powerful statement, um, and the context is from Daniel and his friends had kind of been brought into captivity, mm-hmm. into Babylon, and culturally, when they would bring you know slaves in, they would rename them, and, and you, if you look at the whole history of this, you know they were trying to pick certain people out, and they mm-hmm. were trying to put them into this, and kind of... Um, change the way this group of people would think and process like you look at that whole story that's what they're trying to do is change this group of people so how do you think that statement um you know not to allow culture to label you but allow god to name you how does that statement apply to us today could you kind of 
unwrap that a little bit. And yeah, like you know, I think when you when you open the book of Daniel, I mean, you you see in that first chapter that they are trying to get these young men, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is they're renamed. That's you know, they're, that's what we know them and by, that's right? kind of what we know them by by now. And it's very interesting that Daniel's the only one that we we really mm-hmm. never refer to him by his by his new name inside no. the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely see in that first chapter. I mean, everything from the food that they were going to eat to the to the culture they they're trying to inundate them into their culture mm-hmm. and and this was huge and you know i think sometimes as we read through scripture um we try to put it in our worldview now mm-hmm. um but we have to try to step into what was taking place inside of scripture and how significant mm-hmm. this was names to the jewish culture mm-hmm. i mean are i mean this is huge you know and, and and that's why like you know these biblical names they all have another meaning to mm-hmm. it you know they all had mm-hmm. a meeting so i don't know about you Mm-hmm. Um, when I named my kids, you know, like I was thinking about this mm-hmm. a little bit. When I named my kids, the the lens in which I ran it through, seriously, mm-hmm. is, you know, we kind of went through some books. And we're like, okay, what's the names that we liked? And we kind of okay. started narrowing it down. And then for me as their dad, the way that I kind of started narrowing it down is I tried to figure out if this name was going to be able to be made fun of at any point, you know? Yes. So I kind of put it through like, <laughs> hey, can this name, can anybody make fun of this mm-hmm. name? Because I wasn't going to set my kid up to start at the beginning to be like, which is a smart thing. A it, very smart. You know, thing. and so like I'm gonna tell my mom a little bit here, you know, uh-huh. and because we give my we give my oldest brother a hard time all the time, and it's not his first name; it's his middle name. Okay. And so his middle name is Brent Ashley, and and we're like Ashley's a girl's name, you know. I mean, so like I've always told him that, you know, like mom named you like a girl, you know, and uh, you know, and so a this bit is of like ammo some, for the- yeah, you know, just when we needed or whatever, you know. And I'm always like, mom, what were you thinking, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so like as as I looked at my kids, I was like, hey, I want. A, you know, I want a name that doesn't do that. But culturally for these individuals, I mean, this was part of their identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was kind of the view. And so they looked very much into the names. Like, I'll be honest with you. I can't remember. I mean, I've looked them up at some time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't name my kids and go, oh, this is the name. Yeah. But all throughout scripture, it was always about God's work inside their life, about mm-hmm. their future. And so these names are powerful. Yeah. And, you know, and I think so this thought um, that, you know, don't let culture label you, but allow God to name you mm-hmm. is, I think is something that we have to kind of take to heart. You know, names stick to us, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, there's the old adage, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, but we, we know that the power of those words and the names that are, that are thrown onto it. We see yeah. the emotion inside of kids. Mm-hmm. And I think to be honest with you, as we become adults, it still hurts the same. Yeah. But maybe we're just not as emotional about it. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids come home and if there's something that's been said about them or a name, it's like, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know you've experienced that. As adults, I think we try to learn to process it. But mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of names that we're living with that culture has put onside mm-hmm. of us. And yes. we're not taking on the identity that Christ really had for us inside of our lives. And so if we're not careful... Um, we'll begin to live out exactly who culture wants us to be, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think, you know, those same names that I think we face as young children, I think follow us into adulthood. Mm-hmm. The same names that we get labeled as, as teenagers and college students kind of follow us into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that's that we are, um, that we're incapable, mm-hmm. um, you know, we start living up to that, you know, yeah. like, Hey, this is, this is just what I'm going to be. Um, that we're not smart enough that, um, you know, that this is just how your life's going to be, that we're broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are still living broken lives, yeah. um, because something that happened to them mm-hmm. and they, that's kind of the view in which they look through their life. That's the view in which they enter relationships with. I'm just broken already. Mm-hmm. Um, and we allow culture to kind of name us those ways. And then what happens is we live it out, you yeah. know? And I think that's what we see in the book of Daniel. 
Daniel. They're like, hey, we don't want you to confess a name that God has for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to live underneath those names. You know? And I think those, you know, you, you talk about names that we carry, and I think it starts in childhood. And you know, I've, I've been in youth ministry for a long time, mm-hmm. and like you see that, just it kind of hovers over people, and mm-hmm. it, it does become their identity. They walk in it, whether it's you know cultural norms of like you know you're you know we talk about preps or, or you know you know these mm-hmm. different things in school but then you almost get in this vein and you you feel like you live in it for a long time and I think it takes a lot sometimes for people to realize that their identity is in Christ and that he's called us to be sons and daughters and he has purpose and he has and I think but sometimes because that lives on us we've allowed that name like you know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. to just become so much of our identity of who we are it's a very difficult thing sometimes you know I know people who've lived years with just something somebody told them, a family member, a mom or a dad that was negative that they've just lived with for a long time. And now they're sitting here and they, you, we're teaching and saying, hey, God doesn't define you as that. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes very difficult to kind of just, you know, step out of those things and mm-hmm. to really go. Because you, you're changing, like you got to think about it, you're changing years of what you've been told. And that's, I mean, that's what they were trying to do to them, mm-hmm. right? And we know that Daniel and them stood up against that. But yeah. I think, I think for us, that can be a very difficult transition. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, I think this is so real in culture right now. And I think mm-hmm. there's even some practical ways that, you know, maybe isn't necessarily, um, uh, different than just names. I mean, we're seeing this, like how, how mm-hmm. culture is trying to rename us and to rebrand us. Um, we see it culturally right now with, um, you know, we're, we're telling young people now, you you choose you choose what what sex you identify yeah. with you know mm-hmm. and what is this this is it's a renaming mm-hmm. that's taking place you know what God created you to be and who God created you to be um, he must have got that wrong is mm-hmm. what we're is what we're telling a generation we're telling and this isn't just students I mean adults and yeah. and here's the problem though is that that's going to continue to if that continues to happen in this way that's we're gonna we we deal with all this confusion inside of our society and so yes. we see it in gender identity issues mm-hmm. you know um, we're renaming them you're no longer a boy you're you know you're yeah. gonna be a girl you're no longer this you're you're this mm-hmm. and um you know culture's pushing that yes and and it's and it's creating confusion in mm-hmm. the next generation it's creating confusion in our culture to go mm-hmm. well then who am i really yeah. you know and and who we really are mm-hmm. is we are sons and daughters we are heirs to everything that god has for us we we are we have access to the promises that god has inside of our life so there's true. so much more that we could have for our life mm-hmm. but we're allowing culture just to kind of slip in and mm-hmm. and name us and we're allowing things then to become our identity Yes. And our identity isn't in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another hot topic right now, mm-hmm. um, and this may not necessarily be popular, um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're kind of talking about it, is that, you know, we're allowing us to identify with certain things. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I'm Democrat, you're Republican, I'm mm-hmm. this, I'm independent. You know, we're, and all of a sudden, what do we do? We take on the identity of the Republican. I would take on the identity of, like, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? You can be whatever on Mm -hmm. those sides, but who you are is a child of God first and foremost, Mm -hmm. you know? And we've got to figure out to go, that is my identity. And culture is going to keep throwing these things at us Mm -hmm. and try to label us, get us apart. You're this or you're that. You're not this or you're not that. Mm -hmm. And we'll lose our identity in Christ. And And we've got to stand firm in that. And we lose the lens of how we view the world when we start to try, you know, when, when culture tries to change Mm-hmm. and say hey well if you you know if you 
believe this or you're this, you know, this is what you are. And I think we have to, you know, we have to go to scripture. And you talked about that a little bit Sunday too, is like, you know, we're gonna get into that here in a minute, but talking about convictions. And like, I think we have to be rooted in those convictions because that is what's going to determine how you see yourself mm-hmm. and the, the lens in which you view things. And, you know, yeah, politics is a, is a very probably unpopular thing to talk about but i think so many times we do we get into this thing where we talk from sides right Mm -hmm. we talk from i'm on this side or Mm -hmm. i'm on that side and i think we have to really get to a place where we go we're not not on this side we're we're god's children and so we have to as followers of christ how do we look at this issue Mm -hmm. as followers of christ how do we love unconditionally i'm I'm with jesus (laughs) you know (laughs) like i'm what i whatever he chooses that's who i'm with you Mm -hmm. know and and i think that's part of it you know and like i said there there's nothing wrong with politics and Mm -hmm. you know if anybody's i think everybody needs to go out and vote and let their voice Mm -hmm. be heard but you know what we we our identity yes i'm not found in that and Mm -hmm. and it doesn't determine my tomorrow no um based on what happens with that my my tomorrow is determined by the christ that's in me you know yes for sure definitely Mm -hmm. so in here too you talked a lot about and we were kind of just continuing this Mm -hmm. on about how culture has tried to tame us and that a lot of times culture will shift directions but we must stay rooted in our convictions and i wanted to kind of dive in this a little bit so what do you think makes it so difficult um, for us to remain rooted in our convictions um, with culture continually shifting. I think a lot of times uh, about, you know, social media is constantly changing, like mm-hmm. different, you know what I mean? What do you think are some of the things that make it difficult and what is it that drives us to waver, you mean, on yeah. our convictions? So I think when we talk about culture taming us, I think it's the subtle shifts mm-hmm. that, that happens inside of our culture that I think sometimes if we don't open our eyes to, like mm-hmm. they happen overnight and then we're like, where, when did this become such a prevalent thing inside of our, our world mm-hmm. or an even of our own personal lives like i think about the subtle shifts i mean think about tv programming mm-hmm. you know 30 years ago you know it's black and white i mean you didn't even see husbands and wives sleeping in the same mm-hmm. rooms or whatever yeah. and now we turn on tv mm-hmm. i mean i mean it doesn't i mean pg shows you know yeah. like i'm going where did yeah. that come into you know into these things and i think it's all these subtle shifts and culture has this ability to tame us you know mm-hmm. and and i i think even as children we've talked a lot about kids today like i've just noticed it more you know mm-hmm. i'm like wait wait yeah. Where did that come into this? Mm-hmm. You know, why is there this going on in the show? And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's subtle. Yeah. But it but it's so subtle that it begins to tame us a little bit. It just kind mm-hmm. of begins that we don't perk up as much. We don't mm-hmm. go, oh, that's wrong, or that's that's not that shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. We just start accepting it. Yes. And I think we've become very accepting of things that maybe sometimes we need to kind of go, that's just not okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and maybe it's not. Maybe it's okay for some other. It's not okay for me as a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stand on this, and so I think we see these subtle shifts because things have just become normal, mm-hmm. and it's just like, hey, it's the mundane. And then what happens is it becomes so normal that we just feel like we just got to do it to fit in, yes. you know. Like I just, I, I, that's just that's how I'm gonna fit in at work. That's how I'm gonna fit in with my my group of friends or whatever. And so we just kind of allow it to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where when I talk about taming us, I think it's just these 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 just little things mm-hmm. and we allow the little, the little, the little, the little to build. And before we know it, like our identity shattered, we're not, yeah. we don't have kind of some of the same things that are going on inside of our lives. And I think, you know, this is, and I talked a little bit about this Sunday. Mm-hmm. This is the area that we really need the Holy spirit active inside of yes. our life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's that voice that goes, okay, this just isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And we go, I'm going to pause on that, you know, or, Hey, this isn't good for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, we step back away from it for a little bit. And I think uh, you, 
thinking about this is as a parent from a parent I, I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day and just asking her how school was going things look very different for mm-hmm. our kids right now right yeah um and so voices are still coming in i think sometimes we're like well they're not in they're not in school so they're not hearing as much but like those voices are still there and now they're coming in different ways right mm-hmm. now they're coming through text and they're coming through you know social media and all of these different areas that they start to come in and we, we talk about social media a lot and we know that it has this huge thing on us but i think a lot of times what we don't understand is you, you said this and it just subtle shifts like this these subtle things this little things like oh well why can't you why can't you watch that or why aren't you allowed to listen to that or or why you know what you know we don't our daughter doesn't have social media like we don't allow her to have social media which most people think is crazy because i'm all over social media but like we just don't feel like she's at a space where it's time for her to jump into that realm and so you know all of her friends have it and there's this push right to continually do it i think the balance for us as followers of christ is like where do we where do we have conversations when it comes to our kids like where is it a conversation and where is it a a line in the sand does that make Mm -hmm. sense like and i think those are things that are hard um they're hard in our own lives especially hard as parents though is like where do where am i drawing a line um and where am i where am i choosing to just have a conversation about this do you find that like yeah, I, you know, I mean, I think even as you talk about that, I think, you know, encouragement to parents is just because mm-hmm. every other family does it and even other mm-hmm. families that maybe are in the church doesn't mean it's right for your kid, yeah. you know, and I think those are where the Holy Spirit has to lead us on mm-hmm. those. And I think we have to have some convictions of going, hey, this is this is where I'm standing on these things, you know, and mm-hmm. this is how I'm viewing these. And, and you know, I talk about, when I talk about convictions a lot in, in our lives, we better know our convictions before we're faced with having to actually like, mm-hmm. like live them out inside of our lives, you know, yeah. um, you know, do we really believe? leave this to be a firm foundation inside mm-hmm. of my life, you know? Um, I'll be honest, like, I mean, you know, coronavirus, I think, you know, it shows us some of our convictions, you know, mm-hmm. like, are we really convicted that we need to own our faith and develop mm-hmm. and grow in that and that, that Jesus needs to be a, a priority in my life, whether I have the opportunity to walk into a church on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. or I have to start taking some ownership of my life yeah. and online, you know, is that a conviction in your life? And if mm-hmm. it's a conviction, you'll do whatever you have to, to make sure yeah. that your relationship with Jesus Christ is growing. Yeah. If it's just a belief that Jesus is good for me, mm-hmm. then it's kind of an add on like, Hey, mm-hmm. if I get to do this, then great. Maybe it'll shape me a little little bit, but I'm not convinced that I, you know, I need to be owning my faith, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think we do see these and we see it in so many areas. We see it in social media. We see it in these things where it's just trying to pull a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, as I think about it a little bit and you was thinking about Sunday a little bit, I, sometimes I think of it like, um, kind of like a fishing pole and like you're throwing mm-hmm. it out and, you know, society and cultures casting these things out mm-hmm. and, you know, here we are swimming by and it's just like, it's just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. and, it's just alluring us in a little bit. It's just trying mm-hmm. to tame us a little bit. You know, it's just yeah. it's just a little bit of the bite. It's just a little bit of it. But we don't realize the consequences on the backside of mm-hmm. it, you know. And um, I think this is the enemy's trick. It's his yeah. tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, back in Genesis, um, I don't think Eve knew the consequences mm-hmm. of the bite of an apple. No. Yeah. In the moment, it was just an apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. He disguises but, it as something innocent or it doesn't seem that, that bad, right? So yeah. much. And this mm-hmm. is what culture, I mean, when we talk about culture, we're talking about the enemy at work. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the same tactics he used in Babylon, the mm-hmm. same tactics he used in Genesis, the same tactics we see in the New Testament is, is, all, is what he has. Mm-hmm. And it's subtle. Yeah. It's an apple. It's a it's a movement. It's just this one thing. And are we aware of those? Mm-hmm. And are we going, I know it's subtle, mm-hmm. but my convictions won't allow me to take the step in that direction. So good. So good. 
All right, wrapping up today, I want to ask you this question, um, and we'll kind of end on this note. Okay. Um, if there was one thing from Sunday's message out of everything that we kind of talked about um, that you think people should hold on to and live out, what would you say that would be? Different than what we've already talked about? I mean, like... it, it, could be, it could be something we talked about. I know we've, we've hit quite a bit. But... You, know, I, you know, and we talked about it at the beginning, and I think if we could get this, I think, I think so much of our relationship with Christ is goes off kilter because of our identity mm. and so i think that first point don't let culture label you allow god to name you mm-hmm. if we could figure out how to get this foundation i think it's a foundational principle mm-hmm. for followers of jesus christ if we could get that foundation right my identity mm-hmm. is in christ and then we allow everything else to flow out of that we we take the scriptures and we view it that way we look at his promises and we we hold on to those things we understand who he's called us to be and what he wants for us inside of our life mm-hmm. if we understand our identity is in Christ that he is the one that names us sons and daughters um, and we really hold on to that I think it changes everything inside of our life and so I would say you know it's a little phrase if that little phrase could pop in people's minds and take them into all these different directions mm-hmm. of don't listening to the words but also having that foundation don't let culture label you allow god to name you awesome thank you so much pastor aaron for being part of this podcast series with us um, i'm excited we're going to continue this is going to be weekly awesome. and so we'll be back right back here next thursday um, for another conversation if you're watching this or you're listening to us we want to encourage you to subscribe like comment those are ways that we can kind of get this content out there um, share it with your friends and family um, we hope that this resource will help to inspire you and give you a little bit of a deeper dive into the messages we have every week here at victory hill um, that does it for this week but we'll see you again next Thursday right here for Between the Lines.